0: Log Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever, whenever you may be listening to the show across the entire globe. And today is Sunday, May first, two thousand and twenty-two. And I'm your host and founder, Claudia Barra, coming to you live from Virginia. I'm a certified flower therapy healer, and in the areas of healing I provide attunement, which include blockage removal working with a 12 strand DNA activation and also attuned to the ascended masters and the archangels. I'm also a archangel angelic life coach, indigo card reader, indigo awakening and crystal child certified and much, much more. And you are now listening to Mystical Connections on International Angels Network. And we are a show that explores spiritual entrepreneurship, fairies, the fairy realm, angels, spirituality, mysticism and much more and we are a live call-in show so give us a ring at five at one excuse me eric at one five one six nine 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 three five four two again that number is one five six three nine 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 three five four two and our number has changed so if you are listening now and you notice that our number has changed it has and 999 is an angel number. So that's really awesome. It was randomly changed by Block Talk Radio. And so that's the number they gave us to us randomly. So it was very odd that they gave us a new number, but that's it. So that's our new number is five six three nine 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 three five four two. And you can also Skype in this show for free from anywhere around the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Block Talk Radio website. That's blocktalkradio.com forward slash International Angels Network. So while you're at the Blog Talk Radio website, you'll see a live on air icon. So make sure you press on the on your phone keypad or Skype keypad so you can like to speak to our guest today. Then you will be in the queue. And our network is sponsored by Nico's S&P and Hair Studio, helping men and women with hair thinning, balding scars, and alcohol alopecia through scalp micropigmentation instant results regain your hairline back appointment-based only book an smp consultation thanks for supporting the small minority business you can go to nicos smp and com for slash info or look in the description and the link is there as well all right awesome so i am back i've been on hiatus for to be a year now since May, since the last show, so today uh, we have our guest, Anne, and we're going to be talking about the gift of shift lessons in letting, so I'm so excited to have her today, this is my first show for the new year, Um, I've been very busy, Um, like I said, I've been, those who don't know, that I've been out in New York, and that's where I started the radio network. Then I had to leave my job there in New York City to come take care of my parents. Um and my mom has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's dementia. So it's been kind of difficult. <laughs> she's very hard headed and she just you know, I mean, she's a very independent woman and now her dependence is kinda of like, you know, so I let her do, you know, things that she used to do and all that and um, you know, um it's just been hard. So it's really hard for me, has been hard for me to you know keep up with the radio network, and you know I only do the radio network as a hobby, and I was doing shows seven days a week um with the host and everything, and I just got burnt out, and um I just needed time off, so I'm glad that I'm back, and hopefully I'll have my shows once a month, so um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, and also reminder that our shows are archived. So if you're listening to us after the show, thank you for joining us. So our our, our shows are archiving can be listened free on Course on Blog Talk, iTunes, Player FM, Castbox, Castbox, Radio Public, Podcast, Castor, Podbean, sticker Stitcher. Excuse me, uh, TuneIn Radio, MyTuner Radio, iHeartRadio and spotify and now we're available on audible so since we are available on those radio networks you can listen to us on alex your alexa device and your apple tv roku tv if you have any other smart tv devices on your apple watch and your car audio devices and so much more so check us out there and uh subscribe to us on your favorite platform and you can listen to us anytime so Yes. So I'm glad to be back. Um, um, I'm just really excited to be back and I thank you for joining us today. So we're going to talk about our wonderful guest. I was speaking to her in the green room. I love her energy and I can't wait to interview her. A little bit um, information about Anne. She has endured some of her life's most brutal blows and her college best friend deliberately stealing her high school boyfriend the loss of an infant child just shortly after he was shot to be out of danger a villain and abusive husband a child born with lepsy, and family suicide being bitten by a poisonous snake that results in months of chronic illness before being diagnosed um She shares foster teen whose actions threatens Anne's life and much more. And despite them all, Anne finds the gift hidden within each of these experiences, the gift of choice and how to respond to the challenge. In her new book, The Gift of Shift, discover the key within to unlock your best life. Anne uses many of these experiences to show how one can open that gift lovely. Instead of freezing up, becoming resistant, or giving in to depression or other unhealthy emotions, one can choose a better, more life-affirming, adoptable approach that can lead to new possibilities and better pathway forward. Anne is a international life leadership and relationship coach. She's dedicated to awakening people up to living her best life by helping them untangle from their past, align with their values and connect their purpose. and Capitate, capitate, excuse me, I'm bilingual, it's hard for me to speak sometimes. Educate and inspire audiences by sharing her personal experiences of loss, transition and triumph. She connects with clients in person and online through one-on-one and group coaching, speaking engagements, various teaching platforms, which includes blogs and magazine articles. And Anne is known for her personal and compassionate way to lead people to their own insight and growth, which we all need. Anne has attained the International Coach Federation accredited professional certified coach level and is certified practitioner of the neuro linguistics program and is a member of the association of integrative psychology you can learn more about her at her work at skyviewcoaching.com that's skyviewcoaching.com and i'd like to bring in miss ann thank you for joining us
1: hi claudia thank you for having me and Welcome back to your show. I'm I'm really am thank honored you. to be your first guest. Yes,
0: thank, thank you. you. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. So, um, how did you and your co uh, co author? Because you do have a book with you and your co co author. Um, how did you come up with the title of the of the chef?
1: Well, Tracy McDonald, who is my colleague and co-author and also a good friend, and I um, actually met at a coach training event in Miami, Florida. We were both living in Canada at the time, and we chose Miami, and I think both to, for the warmth of the sun, but we were literally magnetized to one another and recognized that we wanted to collaborate. We both were so um, in love with the power of perspective, and that's really what The Gift of Shift, which is the title of our book, is. But the title was first uh, the title of the workshop that we created together. And I was living in Quebec, and she in New Brunswick, and we would travel back and forth to one another's provinces to deliver this workshop. And I used to just push her and say, we really need to write a book. We work so well together, and... Um, and look at how we're doing. We would sell out our events. And she said no. <laughs> Claudia, she was not having it. She's like, no, I'm not a writer. She's not a blogger. She's a vlogger. You know, she's a video producer. She was great at producing content, but she had no interest in writing. But I, I was relentless. And eventually one day she actually had sort of a download from the universe, this moment on her uh, yoga mat as she was meditating where she she had received a message of clarity that yes we should write a book and it should be titled the gift of shift from our workshop but that it should be a different type of format that it actually should be uh, personal stories which is how we and we were in alignment it's exactly where my head was at too so it's one of those beautiful synchronicities and so here it is the gift of shift That's awesome. So what was your intention in designing the layout of the book? Well, Claudia, it's actually a collection of uh, 12 personal stories, short stories. Um, Our intention was when we started brainstorming about the book, what we recognized from one another's clients and listening to them, a lot of them loved to go out and buy self-help books, but they found them overwhelming and to academic oftentimes when they get started and they'd be highlighting and they couldn't figure out how to apply them to their lives. And then they had bookshelves lined with a lot of self-help books with good intentions but not knowing what to do with them. And so our intention was to get vulnerable and let's share a personal story from our lives. So we took six from each of our lives, six really relatable stories to 12 common themes in life, six from her, six from me, and share a story where we literally illustrated how we went from a powerless sort of way of thinking and feeling and being, and then shifted our perspective, which did not change our circumstance, but did change how we experienced what we were going through gave us a more powerful presence, a more powerful way of thinking and then feeling and therefore being and showing up for life. And by illustrating it through what we went through, we were hoping to inspire the reader for how they might do the same in their life. And so the book has been laid out after each short story, again, to prevent that overwhelm, there are three, four pages each, right? Or then five coaching questions for the reader to reflect on how this theme of the story. So there are common themes in life, like betrayal. You mentioned, you know, my best friend and stealing my boyfriend deliberate, this deliberate betrayal that was so painful and hurtful for me is betrayal. We've all been betrayed by someone in our life, whether it was a coworker or an intimate partner or a best friend or a family member, everyone's experienced betrayal or having to find courage to do something that was difficult to do. For me, I I share the story of having to leave an abusive marriage. That was my story of finding courage. Or we've all had to hold on to hope to get through something. And for me, the story I shared was about uh, receiving a diagnosis, in this case, for my son. We've all had to learn how to quiet that inner critic. My co-author, Tracy, shares a beautiful story about learning how to deal with that inner critic or having to choose forgiveness in a difficult situation. So those are the common things that everyone's had to go through. And by asking these questions at the end of each chapter, it's like it becomes a guided journal. So now the reader can reflect on this theme in their life and either be reminded of a success in their life, how they got through something, So they can say, you know what, I did get through that, and this is how I did it. So they can use that character trait, that strength, that strategy to help them through a current challenge, or, Claudia, they may recognize how they're stuck now in their way of thinking and feeling and showing up in life so that the questions can then open them to seeing a new way, a way to shift that perspective and change how they're experiencing it. And then we give them some lined area, and we call it My Story. So some lined journal pages where they can rewrite their story in a more powerful way should they choose.
0: So what was the biggest challenge in writing The,
1: the, gift, the gift of Shift? I believe Tracy would agree with me that it really was getting super vulnerable with our stories. Now, I've led support groups for separation and divorce for more than 25 years, and I've had to really get vulnerable in person with people and share my story to help them then open up and share theirs. However, when you put it in writing, Claudia, there's just a different level of vulnerability there to, to put it in writing and put it on Amazon for anyone and everyone to pick up and read and then review even your vulnerabilities that you're sharing. but. I would say it was that. And for Tracy, she had not done anything like lead a support group. So she wasn't used to having to go that deep with her vulnerabilities. As coaches, it's not about us. It's not about sharing our stories to be able to help people move through their life challenges. And so it's a a different, um, it was a different ask of us to go there. We often will share stories and metaphors to help people open up, but it was never quite that personal. So I think that was a challenge, but it was also, again, the gift for us, and it was very healing. Things I thought were healed in myself, Claudia, were were maybe re- revisited, and there were aspects that I recognized still needed some work and needed some um uh yeah, I, I, it gave me an opportunity to still heal some things on a deeper level.
0: So then what was the most difficult chapter to write and why?
1: A lot of people ask me that question, Claudia, and I think the assumption would be, for those who've read the book, that it would be the gift of Charlie Brown because that chapter and story is about the death of my firstborn son in early in his infancy. And while that's a, a very difficult experience in my life, it was a tragedy and an, a, a huge trauma for me to experience and to heal from. It wasn't the most difficult chapter because I loved talking about him. I learned so much from his short life and it created meaning and purpose uh, from his life being so short for me to be able to speak about him. And there's a, there's the, the story I tell in there was the fact that I was able to go and speak about him. I was given an opportunity to share with a group of resident intern pediatricians about his life as an example of um, compassionate communication because they weren't teaching bedside manner back then at least uh, to, to surgeons and pediatricians. Maybe they are now, I don't know. But that's why I was asked to come and speak because my experience with the surgeon who was an amazing surgeon, and from what I understand, there's no one else that I would have ever elected to have done my son's surgery. But he was also the one who had to tell me my son's fate, which was that there was nothing more they could do and that, um, that, that he was going to die. But the way he told me was very uh, was lacking compassion and lacking feeling and lacking any kind of connection at all. And I was given an opportunity to speak to these um, up-and-coming residents and surgeons who would care for thousands of children in their careers. And I was able to share my son's story to carry in their hearts and minds forward and hopefully be reminded that parents would not need them to hold their hands or more of their time or for them to lose sleep at night, but they would need a compassionate tone in their voice, and they would need them to know their child's name, and they would need them to look them in their, in their eyes when they had to deliver such needs, and that gave my son's life purpose and meaning, and that changed how I experienced um, having lost my son because I now had that to hold on to and move forward. So people think that's the most difficult chapter, but it's not because I love sharing that because it helps people move through grief when they can look for pain, our purpose from their pain, and that we have to do the work, we have to create it, and we have to cooperate with time for our healing. And those are some of the messages in that story. But the, the chapter that was the most difficult for me, Claudio, was, the gift of JOMO. And for any listeners who aren't familiar with that acronym, JOMO is Joy of Missing Out, which is the opposite of FOMO, Fear of Missing Out. And I was writing this chapter during the pandemic, when at the beginning of the pandemic. Of course we're still in it, I guess. But it was Tracy and I began writing the book in January 2020 before anyone knew what was coming. Uh, and Uh, We were still writing it come, come what, May of 2020, with everything having uh, hit us in March that year. I had written all of my chapters except for this one, and I was stuck, to be honest, and I wasn't sure where to go with it, and I wasn't even sure what this chapter was going to be at all, and I didn't even have the title. And Tracy asked me a simple question that kind of got me started, and she reminded me about, you know, the... Starting over, it's kind of like what you're talking about for yourself, Claudia, right now, you left New York, you went back to Virginia, you had this, you know, this calling to, to go back and, and to help with your family at this critical time of transition. Well, I had this calling to move from Georgia to, uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, to Montreal, Quebec, It was for a very different reason. It was to support my husband in advancing his career that what it meant for me was giving up my own. It meant starting over. It meant after having gone through divorce and being a single mom and being financially independent to now going through all those fears of what if this marriage doesn't work out. Now I have given up a 17-year career, my financial independence. And now I'm living out of the country, and what if, what if, what if? So all of that, that dance with fear, right? But the, the other choice in how to look at this was joy, the joy of supporting him and advancing him, the joy of, for the first time in my life, being able to stay home with my children and have a different relationship and quality of um, experience with them. Um, so there was this dance happening, fear, joy. And I, for me, joy is love, right? So fear and love are opposite ends of, the, of energy in my experience. And I had this dance, and I think anybody could understand why I was dancing with fear considering what I'd been through previously and what I was choosing to give up, all this security to be able to take this leap of faith towards, love, but that's what it was, and what I found was we were all doing the same dance at the same time early in the pandemic. It was fear of the virus, fear of what was happening, fear of having to stay home, can't go here, can't do this, can't do that, while other people were like, okay, I get to stay home. I don't have to go into the office. I can do this from my computer, and oh, okay, I'll focus on learning how to garden, and I'll have quality time with my family so we saw both happening and maybe it was day to day for many people one day it was fear one day it was joy or love and that was the dance and this was the most difficult chapter to write because I wanted to honor truly what was happening in our world at that moment what I was hearing from my clients what I was hearing from my neighbors what was happening in my very own home and also reflecting back exactly what I experienced in my own um, kind of starting over journey, which I've done many times. And I've since left Montreal and now I live in Dallas. So I've, I've done this dance more than a few times in my life.
0: So that's a major change. It's like in, in another country, you know, going to from the U.S. to Canada and then back to the U.S. and to another state. Yes I've been there, yeah. transferring different states all over the place. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about some of the common themes in the gift of shift. Um, starting with betrayal. So, what specifically do people need to shift in the perspective, and when it comes to this painful experience?
1: When I, the lesson that I had to learn about that, and it took me a long time to figure this out, was that. Anything anyone says or does is about them. It's not about us. It's not about you. Anything you or I say or do, Claudia, is about us. It's not about the person who may be on the receiving end. (laughs) It's about us, our insecurities, our fears, our needs, our wants, our desires, our um, whatever. And it took me a long time, but I made it about me. So the betrayal continued but it was self-betrayal, became self-inflicted pain. And that's what I want people to hear. And because I've worked with separation and divorce for so long, there's a lot of betrayal trauma in that world, as you can imagine. And I try to help people go through the grieving process. It is imperative that we grieve the loss of the friendship, the relationship, whatever the relationship is or was. We have to grieve that loss, even if we choose to leave it, if we're the one who chooses it. We have to grieve what was or what should have been or what could have been and and go through all of that cycle. And it's a cycle. It's not a linear step one, step two, step three. And I described the grief process in um, The Gift of Charlie Brown, it's like the the rinse cycle and the washing machine, Claudia, it's like, you know, it, it speeds up and then it slows down and it throws you to one side of the barrel and then to the other. And then just when it seems to be stopping and the door opens, it's like you're stuck in the gasket like a sock, you know, and then somebody slams the door shut and presses the go button again, the start button. And so the the grief cycle isn't fun, it isn't easy, but we must go through it and in working with separation and divorce, I see people who don't allow themselves to move through that, and that's the key, moving through, right? For years, I've got I – mean, I, I lead a support group now on Monday evenings, and I have one woman. It took her seven years to start looking for support to move through. Another that's been eleven. Years ago, the longest that I recall anyone taking to begin was 21 years before she finally started facing the reality of her situation and looking for support to move through. Otherwise, we're stuck like that sock in the gasket door of the washing machine. And we may be in one area of grief, anger, denial, um, bargaining, woulda, shoulda, coulda. That's the making of it about me. I got stuck in that in my incident of betrayal, why I was not a good enough friend. If only I'd done this, maybe if I'd done that. I couldn't figure it out and kept making about me. Their lives had moved on, Claudia. (laughs) They weren't thinking about me. Whatever had happened, it happened. It was done and gone. I kept the betrayal going energetically inside of me. And that is self-betrayal, self-punishing. Self-inflicted pain. And you know the saying that um, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional? Well, every day that I kept that going, I was opting to suffer. So that I want people to get this lesson. What anyone says or does is about them, not you. We have to move through. And as you said, today's uh, or this evening's um, topic is really about the lessons in letting go. I had to learn to let that go so that I can move through my grief and then on into responsibility for my life. So I know what you're talking about.
0: um, And what you're talking about is when our inner voice that portrays us. So do you have a perspective on that, on what, about when it's our own inner voice that betrays us.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's, we don't feel worthy. We will start, that's that making it about us, right? I wasn't a good enough friend. I wasn't good enough girlfriend. I said, well, maybe I wasn't pretty enough or I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't tall enough or wasn't thin enough, you know, we will just keep going down the list, won't we? (laughs) And my co-author Tracy talks about in her chapter, The Gift of BYOBSS, meaning be your own best friend forever, is that, you know, that's not like an inner roommate. And we would never speak to someone else the way we speak to ourselves. We would never speak to a best friend that way. And I think the goal is we want a best friend that's honest. But not critical. So tell me, you know, Anne, that's not your color. But you know what, that other one? Wow, that really makes your eyes pop. This one looks good on you. And you know what, Anne? You, you, I, I see that I see you stuck, and it breaks my heart for you. And I want to help you. Let's do one thing today that moves you forward. What's that one thing? So champion me. Don't criticize me and say, well, you're already wallowing around. You Why don't you have another piece of cake? I saw you ate two pieces already. Let's go for the third one, and Go, girl, go. You see what I'm saying? There's a, <laughs> there's that take me while I'm down or champion me forward. Validate me. Offer me that hug in my inner voice that don't keep me down or don't say, yeah, you know what, if, life's hard so let's just let's just crawl under the covers and stay there. And that's what it might sound like love sometimes and it might be confusing but a best friend is not going to let you give up on yourself. And I can tell you when I started self-betraying Claudia, I started what I call the over-under behaviors. And if you're not in tune with that voice in your head, look at what you're doing. I was over drinking, overeating, underperforming, underachieving. I was not showing up for life in a way that honored me. I was against myself. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, thinking of angels and asking for help, I didn't think of that because I didn't feel worthy of that even. So I was hiding in plain sight. I didn't feel worthy of, 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 of you know of God or of I was like you know i have if I have betrayed me, who else have I betrayed of course I've betrayed um spirit if that does that make sense, Claudia? yeah, it makes perfect sense, it really does
0: also um and then there's a story about grit,
1: so can you tell us more about that, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in Virginia. Do oh, no, you have grits on the menus in Virginia? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's too far north.
0: No, no. Well, we eat grits here, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, awesome. Okay, for anyone who's listening doesn't know what grits are, it's sort of a, a southern breakfast menu item. And it's often, it, it, what it is, it's corn that's been ground down to, to you it's unrecognizable. From the original kernel of corn, it's literally gritty sand-like substance because it's just been ground down till there's nothing left. And this is the story that where I talk about having to find courage to leave an abusive marriage, my first marriage. And I felt like I'd been ground down to nothing. Um, I had married a narcissist, and and I can tell you, looking back on my life, I know I had never healed from my first emotional trauma and Claudia, I'm somebody who had a happy childhood. It was with this betrayal during my university years that life turned upside down for me and I did not know which way was up and I was lost and, and, and struggling, you know, in the water, so to speak, like not knowing which way to swim and not knowing and just barely keeping my head above water. And, 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 I got it was tiring, it was exhausting, and all of a sudden it's like this lifeboat came out of nowhere. Sadly, you know when you need to be rescued, there somebody will show up, and for me it was it was a narcissist. And in the beginning of a relationship with a narcissist, for anyone who's listening who may have been or is in a relationship with a narcissist, at the beginning it's wonderful. They idolize you, and if you need to be completed, which is why I hate that line in the Jerry McGuire movie, you complete me. They will complete you. It feels so good. and But then after you're hooked and you're in their lifeboat, then they start breaking you down. And just like that kernel of corn, that's what happened to me. And I was ground down broken down little by little until I didn't recognize myself at all. And, um, it, But, but like a, a little kernel of grit, grit, these little kernels that are just now this sand-like substance, if you leave them in hot water long enough, they plump back up, and that's what happened to me. It was in this first marriage that uh, my first son was born, who passed away, that I shared this story earlier. And that's when I started literally feeling and hearing spirit. And connecting with angels. And I had some experiences that I realized that God was with me. Angels were with me. And I felt myself being literally prepared to, uh, I started seeing myself and recognizing myself again and reconnecting and feeling worthy again. And I believe I was being prepared to leave this marriage. And when my son uh, passed away, and then I found purpose and meaning from his little short life. I was actually getting stronger and stronger. And then there was peace in my marriage. There was a six-month period of peace. And I, when the abuse stopped and there was harmony, I, I, I misunderstood it. I misinterpreted it. And I thought that that was part of the, my son's purpose as well. And I conceived the second son. Sadly, the abuse started again, but I also gained clarity and recognized that I was still on this path to being prepared to lead. And there's, there was a, a, I believe there's a moment in time when you're ready for change, that crosses paths with opportunity, and I describe it in this story where it's like being on the high dive. And I'm scared of heights, Claudia. And so being on a high dive is always extremely frightening for me. And, you know, you're not allowed to come back down the ladder. So you're standing on the high dive and it's like you're you're shivering and you can't go down, but you're too scared to jump. And then all of a sudden there's this moment where you're ready and there's this opportunity. Maybe there's someone that says, it's okay, you can do this. And this moment happened, and I describe a time where my twenty two month old son, my second son, is standing there while my husband is yelling at me about something completely insignificant, which is typically the case, and my twenty two month old looked up at his six foot four dad and i 'm five foot three if I stretch and said, "No, dada, no, mama dada bad and that was that opportunity and ready, and I took the proverbial dive off the diving board and I was frightened and exhilarated at the same time. And I ended my marriage. I told him he needed to leave. He laughed at me and it, the, as being a narcissist that, you know, leaving a narcissist, very difficult thing. And I do encourage people if that's your situation that you need a strategy and a plan and someone on your team, I was outside and my neighbor was across the street smoking a cigar And I felt an angel's presence, literally lifting my arms. I felt I knew someone was with me. And I saw my neighbor in the corner of my eye. And when I looked, so did my husband. And that intimidated him enough into leaving. And I never looked back. So, um, and I've just continued projecting up and forward and reconnecting. And I stopped hiding from reconnecting. And reviving my soul, I can tell you, I lost the pulse on my own soul <laughs> through these years of the betrayal and then the the abusive marriage, but I found myself again and revived my soul and recovered my truth, and I've been going forward ever since.
0: Yeah, I've been in a narcissistic relationship before, too, and mm-hmm. they bring you so down that they make you feel like you're unworthy even for God. That's how yes. they make you feel. Yeah. That even God yes. willing to listen to you because you're just that low. Exactly. That's how they make you feel. As in Absolutely. dealing with narcissists, I know. And they're very good at brainwashing for sure. <laughs> even though yes. no matter how strong or independent woman you are, somehow, some way. There are ways to sneak right in, slither right in and try to manipulate you and they they're good what they do. I just tell you. They that. are.
1: And there's mm-hmm. no I want, you know, people to listen and there are narcissistic women too who prey on men. And I want you to oh, know yeah. there's nothing it's not about you. Again, remember anything says anyone says or does, it's about them. And but mm-hmm. you you can, you know, move through and beyond this. And I would just want anyone listening who's in that type of relationship, you are worthy. <laughs> and you do, you do deserve uh, a loving uh, and beautiful relationship. But you do have to, again, the lessons in letting go. You have to let go to receive. So you've got to, to be able to move out and beyond from that one. But often we do need a strategy to be able to break free from those types of people um, because they don't like to let go and they're not going to no, let go of you.
0: Because they want control good. for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. So, um, I know we have younger listeners do listen to our show. So what do you wish your younger self knew? And for those younger listeners learning, or actually, no matter what age.
1: Exactly what I just said. You are worthy and to, to yes, and to ask. To ask for guidance, to look for guidance, and you know, I I love the um that about you know this about this survival. There's a quote, and I have it on my website, which I don't have it in front of me. About you know, share the story that of your life, like you and I just did. You know, it was I used to be embarrassed and humiliated that I had ended up in a narcissistic relationship, um, but but share the, the story story of your journey because it becomes a page in someone else's survival guide. You know, so, so people don't be, don't hide. You know, I used to feel like Eve behind the fig leaf, you know, because that's the not feeling worthy. We have to share our stories and we have to um, listen. I think that's how the whole Me Too movement started. The people were hiding from their truth. Sometimes we hear our truth in someone else's story and that gives us that courage. To stand up and speak up and maybe ask for some guidance and, and for some help, it's not a weakness to ask for help. And someone who's traveled down the path ahead of you can turn around and shine a flashlight in your darkness. So, So be willing to face your truth and share your story. And you can rise above any challenge that's in front of you. Don't Lock your life up. I let that first betrayal um, hold me back for years. And life is nothing but a series of choices and consequences. And I see a pattern in my life that I was such a people pleaser, that I was so caught up with what was it about me that wasn't good enough for my girlfriend and my boyfriend that led them to make those choices. And I ended up in a couple of other toxic relationships with girlfriends, not boyfriends, girlfriends like roommates that were, took advantage of me in different ways because I kept trying to prove myself worthy of someone's love and affection in whatever way that meant as a friend. And then right into that next uh, ultimate, the, the boat with the narcissist, right? So you've got to heal your, your life. Heal yourself. What is that trauma that's unhealed that might be dictating those choices that's keeping you in a pattern that's not serving you? Notice that. Heal that. And then show up responsible for you.
0: Wow. We have about 15 minutes left in the show. And I just want to thank everyone for listening to this show uh, we have a show tomorrow. It's uh, Shishi O'Donnell. She will have her show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and she will be doing live mini readings as well. So uh, if you don't get to your call today, you can definitely call tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it would be um, Divine Guidance with uh, Shishi O'Donnell on International Angels Network. So you can actually give us a ring. Our phone new phone number is 563-999-3542. That's 563-999-3542. All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a couple of callers. Um, my last question to you before um, is, my last question is, what is the one biggest takeaway you want listeners to get from this episode today? Mm-hmm.
1: I would ask them to notice what has a grip on their heart and is it a story from their past that they need to work through and untangle from and let go of something or is it a story that's yet unwritten Claudia that they they're holding themselves back there's a risk that they're not yet willing to take and and what is it that they need to let go of to be able to Write that story, make that story happen in their life. so what has a grip on their heart? you know i i I think about you know I always wanted to be a teacher, you know when I think back in my school year's memory book, it didn't turn out to be the fourth grade teacher in front of the chalkboard, but I realize I'm doing that now. I was pulled back into my purpose. It's just things aren't always in the exact way we expect them to be, but we will find our purpose. We're going to be pulled into alignment when we're open to, to what has a grip on our heart and we're open to, to trying things. It will show up if we allow it. Beautiful. So how can listeners connect with you and get their copy of the Gift of Shift? The Gift of Shift is available from all online booksellers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble and such, or you can uh, support your local bookstore and have them order it from their Ingram Sparks catalog and connect with me on Facebook at Skyview Coaching or on Instagram at Ann Papagioti. and the spelling will be in the show notes, I'm sure. And uh, I'd love to hear from people, and you go to my website Skyview Coaching, and I have a, a newsletter, and I've got a soul CPR Uh, course that's coming out and I'm going to look for some inaugural members to be like part of a beta group to help me get it going before I put it out there for everyone on Kajabi. So drop me a note if you want to be part of that inaugural group and be be in a smaller live group that I work with before I make it a video course. And it's all about really kind of, yeah, tapping back into Mm -hmm. who you are it's, it would be really good for people with betrayal, trauma, or, you know, re- recovering from a narcissistic relationship.
0: Yeah, I would definitely, for those who are listening, who have been dealing with the relationship that way would be, or, you know, just lessons in letting go would be really great. You mm-hmm. Also, there's a link also provided in the description as well that takes you straight to her Amazon author page. So, if she has any other books listed on there, it will show on there as well. so yeah. all right, so we got about ten minutes left in our call, so we're gonna take a couple of callers, and we have Lisa from Arizona. Hi, Lisa. you're live on air oh hi i'm I'm just listening. Thank you, okay, great. Did you have a question, or are you just just listening? I'm just listening. Thank you. Just listening. Okay. Okay. See if they have any questions for the author or anything like that. Okay. Okay. thanks, thanks for watching. Thank you, Lisa. You listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we have Stacy all the way from Florida. Hi Stacy. Yes. Hi. Thank you
2: so much for taking my call. Um, Yes, I knew of narcissistic women and men, and I guess I've taken a long time from relationships at all so far, but I just wanted to know, there's this guy, Frank, at work, and I was wondering if you see any interest in his part, or is he, you know,
0: a nice guy, or... Okay, so... I do have a message from your angels directly to you, what they want to say to you, Um, and then I'll answer that question for you as well, um, for you. They're saying, dearest you, sometimes it's wonderful to give, but there are times you might find yourself overgiving. Now, might be a good time to check in to see where you might be cutting off the flow of abundance. Let others give you even if you are more comfortable being generous and being the giver, the healer, the rescuer. In the art of living, we sometimes overlook an important skill, receiving gracefully and with gratitude, without diminishing yourself or trying to deny vulnerability or bringing an agenda of equality to it. Receiving is hard for some people, maybe you. You do not need... A this for that in your exchange with others. You are doing good in the world. Let the world give back and support you. Then you can give up the old stories that have you convinced you have to do everything alone with no help. Let your wealth be filled. We all love you so much. And that's the message directly from your angels. So there must be oh, something beautiful. on your back mind that, that you've had before your actual questions. So they want you to yeah. let you know about that. All right. So.
1: That was beautiful yeah. for Stacy, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. So you're probably giving too much and not receiving as, not as enough. They're bringing up kindness. You know, you do, you are practicing kindness in all your thoughts and deeds today towards yourself and others and animals and the environment and watch the rewards that come your way. Um, okay. It seems like they want um, they want you to focus more on yourself than actually bringing in someone in your life and what I'm feeling because they're saying to bring kindness towards yourself. They just said in this message about abundance and about letting others help you and bringing kindness. So I don't know. Have you felt like you? Um, are you feeling like? How can I say? It? Are you feeling like you need somebody to fill that gap for you, or you, or do you feel fulfilled?
2: Oh no, I that took is my so question. much time off. I took uh-huh. so much time off from dating. You know, uh-huh. like years. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> years. And I'm thinking, yeah, I've been four years with you know for um I had divorced, I've been separated mm-hmm. for a few years and now divorced, and I still haven't dated anybody, so
2: yeah, and I'm, yeah, yeah, and people keep saying to me, Why are you dating anybody, and it's making yeah. me think you know what I mean?
1: but it's it's not
0: it's not about them, it's about you, what do you feel comfortable with? They're telling you that you're going to be changing locations, maybe of employment or moving to a new residence. Has that been something that you've been actually more towards towards of rather than fulfilling, like, a career or something before actually moving into a relationship or meeting something new?
2: No, I've been at the same job for a few years, two years. Do you think they're they're
0: relocating? I don't know if they're relocating offices yet. They didn't say anything. Well, they're saying regardless of type of new relocation, trust that this is a change for the better that will bring great improvement into your life. So it could be any kind of change. It doesn't have to be an employment. It could be like a change of perspective of of your thoughts, or just changing the way you um, maybe you might might end up moving or something who knows um, they're just saying change there's change coming Have you been seeing the number um, five 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 a lot um, five five five
2: no um, I wouldn't be changing residences because I've been here for a long time
0: okay So that's what they're saying is coming up in the future. Like, if you've been seeing 555 on the clock or maybe um, you're, you know, seeing 555 anywhere, it could be a house number, it could be anything. Um, Yeah, I saw that once. You saw it once. Okay. So that means change is coming. Definitely for sure that change is coming for you. Um, I can tell you more about 555 of the meaning for you. Um, so the number, if you add it all together, 5.5 five, five, will end up being 6. So the result number is 6. So it's saying it's important time to nurture yourself on all levels, including eat, eating healthy food, drinking apples apple of water, and sleeping well will assist you to maintain a healthy body, create a peaceful abundance, and also nurture your soul. The angels recommend bringing harmony to your environment with beautiful flowers, crystals, and music. The angel power word is breakthrough. So that means there's going to be a breakthrough for you. Your angel number also contains the 555, which is the angels want you to know that breakthrough on the horizon. They strongly encourage you to work hard on your mindset and old belief system so that you can remove any emotional blockages that is holding you back. So that's probably why you're not able to find that relationship you're holding because you're probably – holding on to some old kind of belief system or any emotional blockages that's blocking you from that. Um, They say that if you are guided to a coach, mentor, or wise sage, please heed the angel's advice. The investment of your time, money, and effort here will bring great dividends. So, you know, they're saying that probably that's what's kind of holding you back as well. But there's going to be an awesome change that's going to happen for you. (laughs) Huge breakthrough. So it sounds you, like Claudia
1: would be a would be a good candidate for my Soul CPR program. Yeah, that's <laughs> so what I I'm saying. Can help her let go. Yeah. hmm Claudia she reach out go to me. We'll have a, a a complimentary session and talk through some of your stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay, so
0: um, she can reach you at skyviewcoaching.com and then contact you from there.
1: Yeah. Yes, and Stacy. Yeah, safety go to skyviewcoaching dot com and sign up for a complimentary session, and we can talk a little bit.
0: Yeah, thank so you. So much. I would definitely, yeah, yeah, message, and I think that will help you in finding the the love of your life because they're they want you to. They're saying there's a breakthrough once you've healed. I know it's been so many years, but they're just telling you it's not quite yet. You know. It's kinda of like saying, um, I'm just gonna pick this guy here, he seems okay rather than picking the right person that's for you, that's so connected to you. Like that oh my god, I I just found my my you know my person, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. I really don't care if I have that relationship now. I want that person. I don't care how long I have to wait because I'd rather be happy than being miserable than being with somebody. You know, like they say in Spanish, um, you know, rather being with being by yourself than being with bad company.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'd rather be by myself than being with bad company, for sure. So, But that's a message for you. So I hope that helps for you, Stacey. And I hope you contact Miss, with Ms. Miss Ann um, regarding to program she can help you with thank you i really appreciate it. you're welcome all right sweetheart all right hold up on the line and uh, we'll talk to you in a minute so let's hear we have we only have about a minute and so left so i'm just going to read a card for everyone a message for everyone that's listening on the line like i said um, our next show is tomorrow at 9 p.m eastern standard time with Shishi O'Donnell. And she's going to be taking um, readings for everyone tomorrow at 9. So this message is definitely, um, I'm going to read two of them, actually. Um, one is dedicated someone on the line, and this is for, like, everyone that is listening. So the first one is, dearest you, there are times a loss is part of life. Sometimes a loss is welcome. Like when you leave a situation not in alignment with your highest good, sometimes a loss is sudden and painful like when a loved one crossed over to our dimension. Regardless of your nature of a loss and your control over it, your experience is asking to be acknowledged. Tears are necessary as this grief. When you repress the natural expression of loss and try to move on too quickly, the unprocessed pain haunts you in a destructive way. We don't want that for you. Instead, let your heartbreak open wide. Feel the loss and integrate, integrate it. See the beauty that was, the lesson learned, and how that as you let go of what has passed, even more on your remains. It gets better, we promise. Your heart spans with more compassion for the world than ever before. Love heals all. We are loving you, sending you love always and forever. And the next one is checking in occasionally with yourself about your motives behind actions you plan on taking. This is a message for everyone. Especially when you have an end game in mind, Is a source of your motivation, desires, or entitlement. Maybe, maybe you're drawn to a certain path because you think it, it will be bringing you a feeling related to the outcome you seek, like safely or wholeness. Know that you will see a reflection in the outer world of a motive that drives you forward. Do you need a motive? Can you simply be pulled in the direction your soul calls you towards joy, discovery, growth, or adventure, participating in something compiling and meaningful without trying to define it? If you can step forward, surrender to whatever spirit has in store for you. You will be amazed at things that turn out. Check your motives, then hand them to spirit. Everybody here wants the best for you. Life loves you more than you know. And this is a message for everyone listening. All right. And that is our show. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And we appreciate you. Love yourself. Thank you. And thank you, Anne, so much. I can't wait to have you back once you have another book coming on. I, I feel like you're having another one coming on soon.
1: <laughs> I'm working on it. Thank
0: you, Claudia. <laughs> thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and I will hope to join you back tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.